And I was like, oh, which, which camera that. is that? Uh, the Black Magic. Okay. Uh, We're recording now, as probably four or five seconds ago. Okay, don't say anything super bad. Yeah, don't say anything <laughs> that would get um Twitter mad. <laughs> Twitter, if you don't want to upset Twitter, you don't want to be seen trending on Twitter. That's that horrifies me to this day. I've never been on Twitter. Good. Oh my. I've God. never once. Been, so like, half of I, it, like, half of it is pornography. <laughs> half of it is angry people. That's the truth. I have enough of that in my own life. I just. <laughs> Like, yeah. I've seen yeah. tw- like I mean I've seen tweets, but like and like I mean I've probably been on there a little bit, but I've never actually like gotten Twitter on my phone and been, and been on. I just never have. I don't even have um, I don't have notifications on for Instagram. Uh, uh someone else I have, kind of manages my Instagram for me a bit. Yeah, I've done that with Snapchat. Like no more Snapchat and uh, notifications. Yeah, and then it's like I don't have notifications on for most things. And Even for people, like there's certain people, I'm just like, nope, no thanks, I don't need you I thought, notifying. I thought about muting, muting certain people in my life and being like, if I'm bored, I'll, I'll get back to this one. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just, see what's going on, but you know, just like, is in is everyone needed? I'm always asking that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this ne- well, it's, it's it's like, is this person help like necessary or like helping? Like, like, what if I just like walked to like Alaska? Like by myself, like. Oh, don't yeah, don't get me started. Like, what would happen? Love... Who who would like? Yeah, as much as I love the city, like a little bit of me, like every day or so, it's just like God. I want to, you know, I have friends who are like moving out to Colorado and, you know, a middle of nowhere area. Someone sees like Peter McKinnon and is like, I want to move to Canada. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to like, take pictures of the mountains. Doing that, like who are like going to Canada and Colorado and all, and like Travis, you should come. I'm like, I still, I'm like, yeah, but then, but then I've, I've just gotten, I've just switched from these people's expectations on me to your expectations on me. Well, you got to like, grind though. You got to save up your money. Like, I don't know how much money you have, yeah. but like, dude, you're like at that phase of your life where you're like, you're just like content, content, content. And I can't hate on that. And I don't think mm-hmm. people should hate on that. You know, that's literally like what I was doing before, before this is I'm, I'm almost done with like a YouTube video. Overall, what's uh, what's next in store for us on Travis Sherwood uh, YouTube? This is something I really don't even like it that much, but it's just something to kind of put out, and it's, it's just um, it was it was it's just me. Uh, I shot uh, I shot at a park with this old uh, vintage uh, film camera, and it's oh. basically just me shooting with that. But then also just a lot, of, and then also I had the cameraman kind of ask me questions. It's just, it's just kind oh, of you didn't you put that on your IGTV? Probably, I think I just might have seen that, or was that something? Yeah, else? yeah, no, you probably, yeah, you probably see me like talk, like like tease it a little bit, maybe. But, it was just like a little self interview type thing. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a different thing. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to do more interview stuff um, regarding Without, myself and people. Okay, but you gotta yeah. do, you gotta do me, but I mean I don't know how that work because like it's, I assume you'd probably prefer like going to someone's like little base and like with the fucking film camera what i don't know i want to interview stuff it's just just like i feel like that's what everyone does to an extent um i always just like i don't know i want to do it like if i'm gonna do i want to do it in like a really interesting like way and it's like i want to like excuse me my phone damn Um, yeah sorry i have a bit i'm actually i'm doing a uh a gig in like the next like hour ish oh where where what and where well, not what um, you don't have to tell me the address, but like, what's the event? Uh, yeah, it's, 
forty. Uh, um, no, um, it's um up at Times Square actually, mm. near that area. So it's like yeah, like right. A- so it's like yeah, like like right after this, like like at like five ish. I'm just I'm literally gonna like throw on pants and then grab all my gear and then run out to do that. It's a, it's in Times Square, which is which is gonna be interesting because we have a snowstorm outside right now. So like it's gonna be really wild what's gonna happen there. But it's Times Square. It's at this little venue and it's got it's like a proposal shoot. I think there's Some two guy- places I wish I would like to like live in the time period during it is like New York in 2013 with Casey Neistat living there, right? Uh, like, like imagine being friends with Casey Neistat in 2013 in New York City. Imagine like when it's first growing, yeah. Yeah, or or and then it would be L.A. where um when the No Jumper craze is happening and all the soundcloud rappers moved out there like imagine just like walking down the street and seeing like little peep riding a bicycle and then you see like little pump like at a concert down the street like i'm not saying that's it's not like it's there's seven million people there but i'm pretty sure like there's certain eras of time like, is there like an era of time in a certain place that you wish you went to um I feel like any time in New York, you're catching something interesting. Like like any era of New York you go to, you're gonna see some really like. I would love. Um, I feel like I loved going to New York in the '60s, just to see like mm. like, just like how, especially because cause how different it is now with how much more sanitized. I'd love to go to New York in the '60s where it was just like, uh, like unfiltered, unwashed, and you have the Beat Generation, you have Bob Dylan. Jack Kerouac, Ginsburg, you have all these people really like just... Like Llewellyn Davis, the movie? Yes. I love that yeah, movie. Exactly. Oh my god. I think that era, and just and just like the protests of that, like, I feel like that that New York would be really kind of... Like the village? Yeah, I feel like there's so many people there. But I feel like, you know, I, I guess there are still a lot of people, like, the, like I don't know. I mean, I mean, for all I know, this, like, me in New York right now is, is like... Is going to be looked back at in the same way. Yeah, that is true. Like post-COVID, New York became this. Now I have no idea. I I don't think it will. I mean, Um, I'm optimistic though because I just saw this post on someone's Instagram. It was like after the plague came the, um, fucking Renaissance or. Exactly, and it's like um, it's like you have like a like the whole Dada art movement, which was like all these European artists after World War One, being like. How do we like taking art in this super surreal pattern and being because like and going really existential and gross because of the horrors of war affected them? It's like you're gonna. I was like, so it's like, yeah, maybe that's what we get after this. You know, I mean, I feel like people have said that not only in like the like the sense of art and media, but people are like hoping that like after COVID, since we're all locked up and stuck in you know stuck online, that once COVID's fully done, we'll be all be outside appreciating life more and more in contact and everything in touch i don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen no, i that's gonna I be think a lot of malice really thinking there's gonna be a but, lot of malice yeah i i don't know i feel like i think a lot of people were already kind of living the quarantine lifestyle to an extent dude people don't like, want it to change that's what's scary is it like they're like this is gonna how it's gonna be for three more years no like yeah like the, I, they don't yeah. say it optimistically, but in their head they're like, "It'll happen. It'll last as long as it needs to last." Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, I'm scared. I like, I yeah. would not be against 
another quarantine. Like, or no, that's all, that's, all, that's all I should say. I should say another quarantine would not emotionally bother me, I guess would be it. Like, well, because we're used to it, but imagine uh, your nephew, yeah. imagine your nephew in 2055. He's not used to that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, quarantine itself, though, I actually had a really good time. Oh, man, you it know? was beautiful. I loved it. I don't care. It was like, I, I got I, so I, productive. Like, I interviewed you. Like, you were like one of my first interviews. Like, yeah, I was, was that was fun. like, even like, like, even like earlier quarantine for me, because like Florida, you know, like back in like March, April, like early quarantine, I loved it. Because just because of how my mind is where I have to constantly be doing something, quarantine like allowed me to kind of like slow down. Do you like, like, do you respect your time in Florida? Like, are you fine with it? Like, did you um, love it? Or are you just like, you're good that you're out of there? Or did you like respect that time? But you were like, it's got to go. It's time to go. Uh, I think like, I, 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 I think my entire time there, I was disliking it and was like, I can't wait to leave. Um, really? <laughs> For a very long time, you know, every time people were like, when you come back, you know, I was always, and I always said, I never, I, I always said, I never plan on ever crossing that border ever again. Um, like, and to an extent, I mean, I guess I feel that way, but honestly, I don't really care. Um, uh, I probably will end up having to go back. I found out, uh, I was talking with a friend of mine and he's like, yeah, we're going to be flying to, you know, these locations a lot. And one of them is like Miami. And he's like, you have to be going to Miami. And I'm like, I'm okay. It's for I'm a like, game. Yeah, for work and business and meetings and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to. And he's like, and he's like, I was like, can't we send someone else? He's like, Travis, no. And he's like, I was like, can't we just take somebody Damn. else there? And he's like, no, Travis, you're the resident photographer of this. You kind of have to be here for it. And I was like, <laughs> but like at the same, and like the thing is, it's fine because like any, I mean, one of the biggest things I learned from moving from Florida to here is that you can't you can't run away from your problems through geography like <laughs> just because i got a thousand miles away from the things that started it the only way i was going to end it was here you so can it was digitally like, by blocking someone yeah that too that too but it's like like i got here and it's like nothing changed emotionally and like i was a fucking shit show mess and it's like it's like oh no it's still it's it's it's, it's just about how you handle it here no of course the move helped to an extent but yeah, also like getting something doesn't like make it so like it's like great or getting yeah. somewhere like like i just um like, i'm trying to like lose weight and i just got a treadmill and uh, i'm on the treadmill every day and then i get like a fucking blister and i can't do, go run on the treadmill anymore because like my feet are all fucked up and like that's disgusting i'm sorry people had to hear yeah. that but uh yeah there's always something that comes up is what i mean yeah, I mean, there's always, well, it's like, well, it's like, I mean, just how idealistic I was then to be like, oh, I'll, you know, like, yeah, I got away from Florida, so I was away from the stresses of my parents and that social sphere, but now I was in New York, and now I had the stresses of money and work and having no social sphere, but it's like, it's just like, you know, you're, you're taking a new batch of obstacles wherever Did you, you handle go. handle the obstacles? obstacles well yeah uh yeah i mean but what was the challenge when you first got there though that's what i want to hear oh um oh jesus there were so many um money and that's still an issue you know things things have not like money's always been difficult uh 
it's slowly getting better and I have new plans and stuff to kind of re you know rework it and I'm also I'm finally breaking more into the film industry as I feel like <sighs> learning that pays better and also I'm like also like I'm kind of dumb doing these weddings I mean the weddings can pay really well but especially right now with COVID they're not these bigger ceremonies so it's like you know you can't make two grand off a wedding right now you know you're not, ha- you're not having yeah. those type of events so it's like it's like it's right so it's like photography being so new into the industry that i am with that and with covid it's like i'm not making enough so i'm trying to get more into the film industry so i'm now um um i'm gonna be the uh, cinematographer uh for about like a, a couple uh, uh feature films in the next couple months hopefully you got that lined I'm, up yeah i have those lined up and i'm like oh this is already pay-. i'm like and like and the one i'm working on is really small Really small, very low budget. You gotta like. Pretty paying better, dude. Oh my! I want to interview like the director of it or something. Like I've been starting mm-hmm. to interview like directors. I interviewed this director Dan Eden, this director Chris von Hoffman, my bro Hyder. Chris von Hoffman, he's done movies with like Lance Reddick and like some that John Wick guy. He did this one movie called Monster Party. I don't know if you heard of it. It's like. I think I know Monster Party. I- so it's yeah. like these serial killer, it, they're having like a serial killer's anonymous meeting where like they're trying to talk about how they're not serial killers anymore and they're like a bunch of rich people and these like really poor teenagers pose as like caterers in this big mansion and then they're like going to try and rob this like rich wealthy family and stuff and then they're like, oh, these people are trying to rob us. Now we have like an excuse to kill people again and it's like, it's crazy mm-hmm. and it's shit and he's made a couple features. And it was a cool interview. I'm just saying, like, like who? How has it been working with those directors, and how did you get in contact with them? Um, a lot of word of mouth. Um, a lot of uh, Craigslist was one of them. Weirdly enough, I I think I literally I think I check Craigslist every night, um, for new stuff. And a lot of it I don't get, or a lot of it I don't really want to get. But um, I check that every night for for something. You know what I mean? And that's led to certain things. Um. You know, I mean, I'm so, so disconnected from everything. And, you know, part part of that is general life. But the part of that I can only see is me to blame. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like really just wanting to get more into it. But at the same time, I've realized I'm like, I don't know, like I've been making social connections with certain productions. And I'm like... I'm not in, I'm not as into it as I thought I'd be or I'm not into these people's vision or these people's ethic and I'm like oh I should just be working on my own thing and that's why like um in my Instagram bio I finally was like I was like you know I changed every fucking week to a dumb a dumb joke <laughs> but but this week I, I I was like I decided I just put I will have a film in festivals by 2021 and it's like that is 100% a, a fact that I'm going to achieve is I will have something in festivals, you know, because I'm like, I I'm I'm tired of sitting here like being a bystander. I mean, even though I've only, I haven't even been in the city a year, I'm like I could be doing more. And it's like so it's like right now it's like I'm I'm getting that that YouTube video up. Um, you know I'm working on some other photography videos. Uh, you know two or three of those, and that's like I'm shooting other stuff with clients. I'm gonna be the DP for that thing. Um, I'm, I'm helping run a fashion campaign. It's like, I'm just like, I want to get shit moving as quick as possible. And it's like, you know, it's just from one thing to the other. And it's like, I want to finish up this project and, you know, just really try and branch out as much as I can. 
but also it's like I just want to independently run things how I kind of want to and it's like also just I want to be be my own person in the industry and it's like I don't want to like I don't want to like sit like as a production assistant for four years of my life and then you want to like have somebody you want to hire an assistant yourself or not have one or just be your own actually or just kind of just you you just kind of like want to make things more like independently and stuff and i get that yeah well it's just like uh because like i'm not in school so i can't network with those people as much it's also like i mean i went to new york expecting you know being like oh i'm gonna meet all these people who are into the film into film and photography i'm able to work with them so well and the thing is i got here and a lot of us share the same interest but a lot of us don't share the same drive ah that's where it switched on me there you go where i was like oh a lot of these people that you know i was like oh they want to be filmmakers too but they're going about this in such a different way okay and that's fine that's absolutely cool but i'm just like this isn't gonna work for me and i'm like and i'm like this type you know and, and and that's something i have to deal with where i'm like oh my mindset is not exactly like other people's nor should everyone have the same mindset, especially they should not have mine. But it's just like, oh, I have a very different outlook on things that other people do. And it's like, I want to get my stuff done and I, don't, and I, and I want to achieve things quickly in this way. And, you know, I, I view things this certain way, you know, and it's like a bit of me just like, I need to quit. I'm, I'm not interested in, in like the slowness that everyone else is, is taking. Cause that's something I, I noticed when I got to New York. You know, when you think New York, you're thinking busy, busy, work, work, work. And it's still people, you know, there's people where it's just like, it's taking so long to get, you know, set up schedules and shoot days and, you know, maybe I'm available. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Well, I mean, you can accredit that sort of drive to like the way you do your photography, like probably because like you're, so, I don't know. I, I assume this and I've kind of heard you talk about it. It's like, you're really, you take like, a, you'll just take like a million pictures and you'll just go one location, random location. Like you don't care what the location is and when it's happening. You care what the fuck you're shooting in that moment? Would you kind of yeah. like attribute that sort of photography mentality to the way you're starting to plan things in different areas of your art interests? I just, I just don't feel like I, I, I just, you know, I mean the median, the median age for a director making their first film is like 30 ish. Like that's, that's a true, that's a truth that like, you know, you're like, like most of them are, you know, I mean, you have your Damien Chazelle's, your Paul Thomas Anderson's who are doing their films, you know, in the early 20s, you know, but for the most part, you know, they're, most guys are in their, you know, 30s when they're making their first feature film. And I'm like, that's ridiculous, especially in this day and age where you can buy the gear and you can post it online. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, that almost makes sense because, yeah, you're having to go to a studio, you have to go to meetings. I'm like, Right now, you can make a film with a group of people and then send that shit to Sundance. It's right really now. easy to get gear to so do we, anything, like, or, or try and get it yourself into anything. Like, within the last, uh, since September, I've gotten myself FL Studio and I've gotten involved in learning music production. All you need mm-hmm. is a couple fucking YouTube tutorials. I mean, the tutorials and the gear aren't going to get you connections. You have to be a person. You can't exactly. be a robot. You have to, like, learn how to meet people and get people that you know are interested. Like, you can't buy getting people that are interested in the same thing that you're interested in. you can't buy that but you can buy how to learn something or a craft you know but people don't want to hear that yeah it's just like 
you know, it's just like, I just, I see, you know, there's just a lot of people, you know, I deal with where I'm like, oh, you're going to college for like three years, but you're not doing anything really. You yeah. know, so you're, 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 which is, which I get it. You want, you want your degree and you want to be comfortable, but I'm like, we have all, you know, I mean, we're in the 21st century technology, whether we like it or not is everywhere. And I'm just like, I don't understand this idea of going about, uh, modern day filmmaking and modern day art and media this with with past solutions like you know like back in the day you know if you you know if you want to get your film made you had to work on sets and network yeah. and then ask for funding you know spielberg he yeah. actually uh he was actually snuck on to an alfred hitchcock production and got kicked off because he was like underage or something yeah yeah but exactly like, now you don't it's, have like imagine like i'd love to sneak on a Safety Brothers movie and like I bet they're all coked up and running through the streets and like with their little deal with a little small camera with like people scre- like I love that style like that gorilla ass you know running gun well exactly it's like it's just the idea of, of people like still acting like the film industry and the media industry is the way it is you know 20 years ago or even 10 years ago just doesn't make sense to me i'm like you know i'm like again this isn't you know this isn't like the 80s where it's like yeah you have to be on a film set for a couple of years and you know build up that and then you know, maybe shoot a commercial or two i mean that's what maybe, the 90s taught us though you know but it's like now you can get a dslr and go out there and shoot something and it can be award-winning yeah i'm saying though that's what the 90s taught us though like the whole 90s independent cinema phrase a craze they taught us mm-hmm. that you can just fucking save up your money do that shit yourself yeah, hopefully someone picks it up but like even now though it's even better um in a sense that people sort of learn how, are more educated or have seen more bigger examples of how to get eyes you know mm-hmm. like through you know social media or like shit but like i was talking with this guy who did this one movie in intervention I, it was like some like mockumentary type movie and it was real it was like real improvised there's some theater guys up in illinois real smart so he was like, oh, there's like this website where you can submit your film to it or it's like indie projects or some shit. I forget. He, I'll have to go look it up. And it's like you submit the movie and it will distribute it to Amazon Prime for you. It just has to be accepted, reviewed. If the distributor likes it and there's like a certain cut, you can get like there's more opportunities than the 90s. Because in the 90s, you had to have Weinstein like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still had to yeah, exactly. You still do appeal to executives. You still do appeal to companies, you know. It's like now you can just make something and put it on Vimeo and it's there. Yeah, and, and I, I was learning why Vimeo is like loved and adored. It's like camera quality or something like upload yeah. rendering. Vi- I mean, yeah, Vimeo has Vimeo has better yeah, better but uh a lot, a lot of better uh, creation tools I feel than YouTube and then also yeah, uh, compression quality. It, it, it's much easier to put stuff on Vimeo. It's but Vimeo doesn't have the uh, audience appeal of YouTube. Obviously, you know Vimeo is what what you know what filmmakers will use. You know, yeah, for mean? demo but, reels. Yeah, demo reels. Yeah, music videos and stuff like that. If you're sharing stuff with, like, you know, like between between people and like a, for like a comp like a high grade company then Vimeo, you know, stuff like that Vimeo comes in handy, but it's just like, but like, the, but I, going Vimeo viral is not really a thing unless you, unless you get on like short of the week, 
with on Vimeo's website. Or like, like other yeah. than that, you're not getting you know you're not getting what YouTube can do. Or Omleto just, features you. Yeah, exactly. I love Omleto. I, I I enjoy Omleto for what they are. In yeah. alter. But um yeah, and then I know there's a new a new one called Argo. That's I'm looking it up, bro. Yeah, that's for uh, short films that you can submit to and stuff like that, and you can stream them as well. I have yet to go fully in depth on them, but yeah, but yeah, exactly. You can you can put anything out on Amazon now. You know what I mean? And it's and also same thing with like film festivals, where um, Argo, right? Oh yeah, yeah, digital film festivals, dude. Yeah, but it's like but it's like you know it's like before you'd have to like you know you'd have to get your 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 roll of film developed and then you have to make copies of it, then you have to mail it out to these festivals. You know, and it's like now I can just take my like you know my MP4 file, and then put it on FilmFreeway.com, and then pick and choose what I want, and then bam. And I mean, and literally with Film Freeway, you you know it has certain places that um you know it, you can literally send it to to place uh, to uh, uh festivals that are um verified by the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like you can do that from your computer. You can send something to that festival, and, it, and you know, and it. And you can get, you know, in the Oscars that way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, dude, like, I've actually started to check out some of the Oscar-nominated short films from, like, last year. I think I remember I was checking it out. And, like, I never thought I'd care about them, and nobody seems to care about them. But I actually checked them out, and the animated ones were really good. I forget what it was called, yeah, though. They normally are. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of things with the Oscars where it's, like, yeah, the, the documentary category, I always feel like, is a little bit. Um, short documentary yeah those are always really good you know but I mean everyone always pay, you know pays attention to best picture best actor those things you know and then you have uh, best editing best script did you know best... Taika Waititi um, got nominated for or actually won a short film Oscar back in like 2004 2005 he like hmm. Uh, and uh, no, the funny part is, so he was in the audience for it, right? And he was like falling asleep, and then they and they announced his name. He like woke up, and like walked over to get uh, accept his. Like, ah, he's so funny, bro. Taika Waititi. Yeah, the Oscars or something where yeah, there. I. I feel like I'd do that. Yeah, Would you do that? Like fall asleep. I don't think I'd fall asleep, but I feel like I'd I'd if I were if I were invited to the Oscars, um. I'd be invited, and then I would say some very not nice or good things, and then I would never be asked to return, I feel. I have yeah. a feeling that's how I would go about it, is I'd say something very off-base for television and the Oscars, and then I would never be seen again. I feel like, but, um, I feel like uh, I'd probably do what Joe Pesci did, and I'd say like some horrible like a speech or something, or mm-hmm. and I'd be, I'd be like, what well, he said, Joe Pesci said, um, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And this that was, that was the speech. Yeah. And he walked off the stage. Like, why does it? Everybody goes up there and they thank like thirty people. Like, imagine the people who think that they should be thanked and aren't thanked. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean with the Oscars, it's like it's just like, and they play you off so quickly. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, 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 like a lot of people get up there, and you know, it's and then they'll start their speech and instantly the music starts playing and that, and that's their cue to go. You know what I mean? They get played off so easily. They'd be like, Hey, move on. And it's like, well, you're not giving, you know, you don't give them any time to breathe or anything. I think that's like how it that. is for main, main, like huge award shows. Like even like for music award shows, let's go into that. Like Drake accepted an award 
and he was like I think he accepted a billboard award or something and he was like this doesn't matter if anybody listens to your music while they're doing their normal day job this doesn't matter you could be unsigned and go on SoundCloud this doesn't matter anybody here who's ever has a music on anywhere that anybody has streamed or is even trying to make music that matters this award doesn't and then the, the TV cut off and went to commercial <laughs> like that literally happened like you didn't even curse like usually they do that when someone curses like yeah, bro, it's still like shady like I, I don't know I'm scared of like the academy you know I wonder who uh, they are I, I, I the majority of them yeah I mean it's just it's exactly it's like it doesn't yeah it, what a what a group of people think doesn't matter what other people think of your stuff doesn't matter I think um, anybody watching matters I think like if anybody people, watches or comments like comments like even though they're toxic a lot of the time they do go a long way like if someone just says hey you've been pulling in with the night you've been pulling through with the nice content like a lot of time like my this kid from my school like he'll just comment like oh, another great interview Mike that's so simple and it's like mm-hmm. that's what matters to me like Oh yeah, there there there, there are certain things that people have said about stuff I've made that yeah. have like, like from a year like years ago that have stuck with me. Yeah, like I'm just I'm like oh that's, you know I mean that's something I talk about with with this YouTube video I made is is is, is, is like, the point and like and I'm like as long as it, I'm like, if it helps me that's pretty cool if it helps other people that's awesome and that's about all I give a shit about, but it's like you know it's like yeah award shows don't matter and then it's like other people's opinion of your stuff shouldn't really matter, you know? And then, you know, I mean, the whole thing is like, what most people say is it just matters what you think of it. You know, that, what, what your opinion on what you make is what matters, which I'd even go as so far as to say that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> you know, in a way, nothing really matters. Yeah. It's just like making your thing. Yeah, but like what, I was, what I've been thinking about though is like, what also matters is like talking with people that you collaborate with or work with or learn something with like off camera or off what you're doing like i've been like like i'm in the, i'm in this music group and i'm just like learning production and stuff and this guy will teach me some cool fl studio trick but like you know i'm always calling him like weekly and stuff and i'm like how's rehab how is this you know or just like small little checkups they go a long way and like my, my bro yeah. lee he just got coronavirus so you know i'm talking with him every day and making sure he's okay like, but like maybe maybe we're not putting out as much music as we really used to be or should be. But I'm still like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I well, I mean, you know, doing business with people, you know, recently it's just like, you know, your business. You know, I, I'm I'm business friendly with people, or I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And there's a lot of people I see who have the um, the money and the connection to where I'm like, oh, if I worked with this person uh things could be done like exponentially faster and i'm like you know or if i'm like if i kept this person in the loop you know this concept or this thing i want could happen faster and and better you know per se you know and a bit of me is like i don't want you know you only get one shot it's like i'm not gonna make this with somebody who i'm who i'm just like business friendly with and you know who at the end of the day it's like even though like we get along if at the end of the day it's like oh we made a lot of money this is cool i don't know if i really want to work with them long term like i want to work with with i want to work with people where they're my friends and at the end we can go we finally did this 
and have an actual connection instead of just like a business like yeah we all got paid the end let's go and you want to yeah. like at the end you want to be like we made it you know like yeah. we got it we we pulled through yeah yeah it's like i don't want to yeah it's like certain people yeah it's like it doesn't matter what money you have or your abilities if i don't feel like you're on board with the the dream the vision or whatever the hell whatever 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 that achievement is then i don't think i want to actually work with you long term you know and it's like that's not a a slight on them that's just not that's just we don't see eye to eye and i don't want this thing to function without you know that ability kind of thing i guess yeah, like i'll like show someone a screenplay i write like i'm not gonna show you it but like you know i write a lot but like i'll show them like uh, i'll show i can't show someone else a screenplay besides my friend drew like this is not how i roll like he will be like, like he'll see my screenplay and he'll blatantly tell me right to my face mike nobody fucking talks like that rewrite it like or say something completely helpful like you won't be like this is ass like he'll be like he'll give me the small little nitpicks like grammatical errors like do you have someone that like is like a sort of peer that like just edits and helps you out with small little things or are you mainly just a lone lone gunman? um i i love to have someone like that i don't really have one of those people in my life um a lot of my friends like a lot of my friends where it's like you know i just i don't have someone in my life where i'm like could you what, do you think this is a good photo? No, I'll ask my friends because I do love opi- people's opinions. I love starting a conversation. I love showing people what I've made. But there's, but if someone like went up to me and goes, "I don't like it," it's very rare that I will take that into opinion or not take that into opinion. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll follow through. I don't know. I try and really. I feel like I'm the harshest critic on myself, and that the people in my life, for the most part, won't be as harsh as me. So it's like. Yes. Well, a lot of people are like, yeah, this is good. I'm like, for me, I'm like, no. And, if, and again, we go back to, it. Ma- you know, who does it matter to? If we go by the whole, you know, logistic of the only person whose opinion of it matters is your own, then I don't care if a thousand people go, I love this short film and that it looks perfect. If I see one shot that's off and it bothers me, then I, then it's ruined. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, for me, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. But, um... I mean, but I, but I, I, but also I love collaborating with people. I mean, I literally shot a, um, uh, a video, a fashion video with somebody yesterday. And, and wow, you know, how I, was that? Oh, it was so good. Did and they I make the wait. clothing or like, were they like the designer of everything? I, I styled it. I saw it. They were just the model, you know? I oh, you were just it. like, oh yeah. Um, I, you know, it's like, I, and like I had, a, and I had an idea of what the outfit was going to be, you know? And I, you know, I kind of picked out, I was like, okay, these sneakers with this, you know, this thing. And it came to the portion where I was like, I have a bunch of ties. And I was like, well, should we put a tie on this? But does it work? And I was like, maybe this bow tie. And it looked good, but the model but the model was like, I'm not really into it. And I looked at it and I went, I could go with or without it. You know what I mean? And I, but, I, but like his opinion was just a little, it was just enough for me to go, nah, you're right. And then not. And the thing is, some people would go, well, Travis, you changed your opinion based on one person's thing. But the thing is, I feel like the things that are crucial, I guess I would say, the, the things that when people's opinion, the things that when other people's opinions clash with your own of that thing, when they conflict and you still don't want to like uh, budge, those are the things where you, that, you know, 
the, the things that you're worth fighting for, I guess. Well, yeah, like, 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 yeah, not everything's worth fighting for creatively. Like, if you write a screenplay and someone, like, wants to take out an entire scene and, like, this scene's too unnecessary, this scene has too much information. Like, if it's not good enough, yeah, or, like, or if I'm able, if, if, if you're, if I'm, like, mid, like, if I'm, like, if I'm considering it, if I'm, like, maybe on it, then obviously it's not that good. So it's mainly, you know I mean? mainly if you're, like, already skeptical when someone tells you it, yeah. that's when you're, like, oh, okay. Yeah, if if someone's opinion created doubt, that then that means that something's off with that the idea. Yeah. That's not a me problem, and that's not a them problem. That's oh, if if you're if you just making an offhand comment about this thing is making me insecure and doubt it, then that thing isn't good enough. Then obviously, or or at least that thing is not as important to the overarching as this. But then some people. Will, but then I mean, I've I've talked to actors, you know where they'll be like, I don't like this ending. You know what I mean? And I'll have to, you know, through my teeth go, I'm sorry, but this is how it should end. Oh. And it's like, obviously, that's something where I'm like, oh, that's worth fighting for. Now, and then I have the same thing with actors where they're like, can I actually do this? Or can I try it like this? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, and even though it's not what's on the page, maybe it works better. You know what I mean? Or if they're, or, or if they're like, I, or if the actor's like, I want to do this. And they do it, and I'm like, yeah. Obviously, that that choice wasn't. It didn't mean a lot to me, but like something like like but something like the ending where I was like, no, I understand you want your character to live, but I know it, that they shouldn't. That's something where it's like I would have budged on that no matter how. Is many that a reference to one of your short films that you made? Uh, it's not. Well, it's one I almost made though. It was something I almost made, and I, you know, the ending was always kind of up in the air, and the ending was originally going to be involved with like. The, the character kind of like walking off to the, walking off into life kind of like eh whatever and like and that was a good ending for what that that short film was going to be about you know it was very much about the feeling of nothingness and you know pointlessness so i was like oh yeah he, he could just walk off to nowhere and it'd be kind of sad and whatever but i was like no no, no. i'd rather him die to an overdose uh, and yeah all the actors were all you know especially the actor who was going to die was like I don't think that that's really did, it, did the production and, not pull through because of this? No, not because of it. it just uh, it was just time constraints. It would have happened, you know. Um, I was keeping the whole ending really to myself, anyways, with that because it was to a certain song, and it's like I was what like song? I didn't want. Oh man, uh, I'll send it to you. It was um, I have to find it. It was a um, I you know because the whole thing had a very like surfer vibe to it, um, and like a. And like a retro vibe and i wanted him to literally overdose on drugs in a bathroom to like a surf rock song you know what i mean and it was like this thing of like oh gosh dude i don't it, want and i was like i was like yeah i don't want dude, this to I feel will produce this oh my god yeah. i want to like, hear that i want to like, see this happen i was like i was like i don't want this to feel special for this character i don't want this character to be to be redeemed i don't want it to feel like a big tragedy i just want it to be he died because he didn't change his life and that and, and in, in a way that's more realistic than anything you know people yes people, yes like people don't people don't like fail in life necessarily because like the end of know, uncut gems is realistic like yeah he gets killed because like, he would have kept on fucking gambling like yeah exactly yeah and it's like what's well, like yeah it's it's like sometimes well, it's like a lot of people in life and it's definitely a fear i have where it's like a lot of people who fail in life or have tragedy happen or something negative happen in life it's not normally they you know they zigged when they should have zagged it's normally 
a lot of minute little details or in this case of my script uh passivity that led to this downfall where it was like where a bit of me was like no 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 i don't want him all he's been passive this entire time i'm not gonna let him continue to be passive and it feel and it just be sad i was like i really want to hammer it home for people how being passive can just really ruin you you know what i mean and i think especially in that script where it was like you know this really nonchalant i'll just do these drugs scene for it to be for for that passive action to then go so south it was like no that that's what life's like you know what i mean i mean it's like you know it's like especially you know since you have such an understanding of like the music industry how many artists you know how many artists have died of overdoses and it's mm. not like you know and it's not like it's been this big thing like oh it's God, like they, dude. you know it's like it's like they took it for like 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 it's not like they took this hit and it was like this big ceremonial thing it was just like every other night you know what i mean you, it's you just know. like going to sleep that's what little people's like he go to sleep and two hours later someone finds him and and he's just they're, they're all then even two hours later they still think he's asleep and then they mm-hmm. find out that his lips are blue it's just this slow insignificant end similar yeah, to but- a um I mean, I, I mean, I, well, I mean, Mac Miller's a great example of that. Who's oh, yeah. one of my favorite artists. But it's like, you know, it's like, how many times was he doing stuff over and over, and you know, nothing, and every time it was fine, and then that final time it wasn't. I mean, that's that's the thing with drugs and overdoses is, you know, you don't you don't realize it until something bad happens, but you're like, oh, every hit I was incredibly lucky. You know what I mean? Like every hit I was incredibly lucky that that was not fentanyl and I wasn't dead. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like for yeah. that, it's like, you know, like, yeah, for that script, it was like, yeah, I wanted the passivity to be the issue. And I, and I love negative arcs personally. I love, I love when someone doesn't do something bad and or good, but just gets, just gets some, just something happens to them. Cause that's like real life. Or nothing where really ends like, up happening. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no giant ending where everything is like beautiful and like, oh my God, like. Well, it, well it's like. I mean, with like, with like the, the the common screenwriting convention is like the character, you know, the character has to learn something. You know what I mean? He he does something, it doesn't work out. He still keeps trying to he, he tries to hold on to it. it. You know, he tries to hold on to the old world. It still doesn't work out. He, he lets go. Everything's fine in the end. And it's like, yeah, that happens with people where they have an issue with letting go of something and then they do and it fixes their life. I mean, I've had that with trauma and different things like that. But sometimes in life, you just, you know, you just don't, you just, you, you're just unlucky. Sometimes you change and you, and you're still unlucky. You know mm. what I mean? And it's like, and it's like, life isn't, it's not an arc. It's, it's up and down. You know what I mean? And it's like, it you just know, could be down, down, down the whole way. That could can be, be some, especially, you know, and, and that depends on perspective, but yeah, exactly. You can have bad stuff, you know, still happening. It's like, I feel like a lot of my scripts, when it comes to morality of characters, there's there's never once been this idea of the bad guys have to get away or have to get their comeuppance and the good guy has to be happy at the end. Because that is not how life is in the slightest. And everyone's on equal footing. You know, no one is, no one is a protagonist, in a, you know, in real life. So why should they be in a film? necessarily you know what i mean yeah well, I, I like real movie, like 
that's a horrible uh, I like movies that are painfully realistic like Once Upon a Time in America by uh, Sergio Leone my the mm-hmm. best Robert De Niro movie I don't know have you seen this the four hour European cut yes uh, yes I have so the opioid den like it's just like my theory is that he was just kind of like remembering everything in the opioid den and thinking of what a possible future is and that the opioid den he's like I mean what else what what the fuck else am I gonna do like that's it's just like that's life let's move on that's really what the whole end of the movie is it's like my friends they're all either dead or they don't want a part of me and I lived a horrible life that's that move on like that's what his yeah. character is like what yeah. the fuck else there's no i mean yes he and but i there is certain tragedies in it that make that ending so good like the whole like she wants to be a, a talented art um actress and stuff she wants to go that's that is like whoa like her character the um but love interest of the Nero. that's probably my second favorite character in the movie what's like um what's like what's like i loved you know, um, it's a, I mean, that's what I love about the Irishman. Was it taking, was it taking the coolness of Goodfellas and Casino, and, yeah, and just like you know, and being like, yeah, this is what happens at the end. You know what I mean? Which, yeah. like, you know, which, it, like, I loved that because that, you know, that you know, that shot of De Niro just alone in the, you know, in the in the fucking nursing home, and it's also, it's like in the end, it's like, what does he have? You know what I mean? Where it's like, like yeah. Nothing, and, it, and you know, and it's like even, and it's like, and just how, and just people talking to him, being like, we don't care what you have to say, you know, it's like, you know, the like, FBI agents, yeah, yeah, the FBI agents are like, we don't care, it's over, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you're, you know, even, you know, it's like this character who was involved in one of the biggest political, you know, shifts in America and crime organizations and you Unions, know, yeah. countless murders, and it's like and it's like and he's now in the modern day and the government the you know the the enemy that he you know that he's fought against this entire film they're like yeah we don't care anymore we've moved on what you did doesn't matter you know what i mean and it's like oh he sacrificed himself for all this and all of his friends are now gone and he sacrificed you know and it's like he sacrificed his family life and they don't want anything to do with him anymore i think that's such a fascinating you know, truth of like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's also, it's about like what you put your life into. You know what I mean? And it's like, what opportunities should you not or should create for yourself? But I love, um, like what I love about casino though, is the intense attitude. But at the end, he's like, all right, I'm just in LA. I'm just going to keep fucking betting on, football games that's what i'm gonna do now but yeah he still think but then he still thinks about how like the wife moments and the glamour and the tv show he had yeah. but I, I do feel like irishman's like a real more melancholy version like of the two perfectly. i feel like goodfellas casino irishman i think if you watch all those like in succession you slowly like get you know what i mean because like because goodfellas has negative to it but goodfellas still ends with like the whole you know, I lived happily ever after in, in you know, um, uh, witness protection. And there's like casinos, like, 
I'm okay, but I'm missing. Dude, I would have killed. I would have killed to go to an alternate universe where The Godfather Three had Winona Ryder in it. Cause she was originally cast as um one of the daughters in it. I would have killed to see that because she's a amazing actress, uh, Winona Ryder, and um she Stranger Things, but also a lot of shit in the end. But um while I am not a fan of Sofia Coppola's performance in Godfather Three. She doesn't care because she was like, I don't want to be an actress anyways. I want to be a director. And then she makes The Virgin Suicides and Lost in mm-hmm. Translation. Have you seen Lost in Translation? I like, yeah. I like Lost in Translation. I just watched it last night, bro. Um, it's oh really my good. god, yeah. Have you, seen, have you seen Her by Spike Jones? The Joe Queen Pohenix one? Yes, yes. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. Uh, I will. I will. I will. It's a great movie, but... Uh, I thought what's really interesting about that movie, this is like common knowledge, but um, it's directed by Spike Jones. Lost in Translation is directed by Sofia Coppola, and they're made decades apart, but um, they were married back in the 90s. Spike Jones and, and uh... Sofia Coppola. So you're saying that her is kind of like the male perspective of. It, yeah, and Lost in Translation is hers. So it's really interesting to watch those two films, and of, co- and of course, those movies themselves have very different plots and neither movie is actually a documentation of their relationship but obviously their relationship is what prompted What's the age movies. gap between them probably a decade or more uh probably 15 years because what lost in translation is like what 1999 we're on to something bro and then it's all about uh, them <laughs> her is like 2013 2014 so no i'm talking about like the uh, sophia coppola and uh, spike jones oh i have no idea I'm googling that because maybe what if like Spike Jones is like an older man? No, I don't, no, I think they're about the same age, but but it's really interesting seeing those two artists, uh, you know, speak about their relationship in these different ways. So it's like oh, they're about in, the same age, man. Whatever. Yeah. So it's like Lost in Translation is like Sofia Coppola dealing with her with that with that divorce, and then you get her, you know, is Spike Jones dealing with that divorce, you know, which. There's a scene in her, you know, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson, that, that, cause that, that movie's about that relationship growing. There's a scene in her, I want to rewatch it, honestly. Um, there's a scene in that movie where Joaquin Phoenix's character sees his ex-wife for about five or 10 minutes at like, um, at like a cafe and the way it's edited and the interaction is so painful and so realistic and, 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 and now knowing that Spike Jones is so much basing that off of his relationship. You can just feel how real it is, where it's just how they're talking, how the pain that's there. And I don't know, it's really fascinating. What movies but, uh, do you look up to when it comes to editing, besides this movie? Um, Brick by Ryan Johnson. Um, uh, I don't know. I I love editing. And editing Have you seen City so of God? Ex- no, I don't believe the so. The Brazilian film. Oh, I yes. Gangster yes, kids in uh, Rio. Yes, I've seen City, City of God. Yeah, you do the editing in that, like the the montages, the little documentary style camera work, the uh, the narration, and the, the all the aerial shots of the city with the film uh, to show sections controlled by certain crime yeah, bosses. Editing, I, I'll, uh, that's my. I mean, that's my. That's been my favorite film of all time since. 2018 I I keep a record because ever since I saw that movie it's been my favorite movie of all time and it's never changed and it won't I don't know mind you I 
I don't know. I need. I, I hate that question it. though, but. Yeah, so do I. I, I will list actually because I'm just like because I always forget. Because every time I want to ask me one, I always forget one one of them on the list in my head. So I'm like, I'm gonna write down yeah. what you know. I have a list. I have on Instagram. It was like if anybody asked me what my favorite movie is, just go on my Instagram. But I'm I don't expect anybody to really do that. But um, I yeah. had like a lot of movies on there. I had Joe Dirt. I had like Napoleon Dynamite. I had like. Pirates of the Caribbean 2. I know they're all, like, not, like, critically great movies, but I don't care. Like, one of my all-time favorite movies is, is Evil Dead, the first one. First man, that's, like, you know what I I want to see? What I wish is I was there when it was made, because it was apparently just horrible shooting. Like, it was, like, oh, free, I know all frozen. I know all the trivia about it, and, and that's why I love it, because I, knew, I actually knew all the trivia going into it. And then watching the movie and being, like, Oh, the way they broke this window was they had a piece of wood in front of the camera and they just ran at the window and you're like, Oh, that's a real gun going off in that scene. And you're like, Oh, this is and like, and like the, oh, imagine the guy doing the stop motion and everybody's like, It's fucking cold, can we go? <laughs> like, yeah. like Um I, I do know stop I know do know the struggles of stop motion because I, I that that's but the first thing I ever did on YouTube was when I was seven and I did stop motion animation videos a while ago. So like 2011, 2012. I made them in 2011, but they didn't get published until around 2012. But stop. Have you ever experimented I, with that? Again, like I, like I'd love to do claymation. With oh, that. So just, much I'd, fun. I'd have to write something that I was like, yeah, I should actually look into it more. I don't know. I'm working on so many different things, and, and again, I want. I'm making something for me this year, and it's just like, what? What's that? What is that going to be? Who knows how long is it gonna be? You know, the the thing in my bio is I did not say short film. I did not say feature film. Ah. I have no idea which one it's gonna be yet. Could be documentary. I don't know. I I I would say it's not gonna be, but you know, who can predict things? But yeah, like um, uh, what I do want to see is that one that you didn't get able to that you that film that you weren't able to finish, dude. Yeah, I'd kill to go alternate universe to see that the way you're describing it earlier. Yeah, that was a whole series, and it's like looking back, I'm like, man, the knowledge I have now, the gear I have now, I was like, the budget I could do, I was like, the things I, you know, I was like, I would love to, you know. But I mean, I always joke with my friends when we were making that, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like this is the blueprint for when it becomes an HBO series, you know what I mean? So it's like, who knows? Well, maybe you're saving it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll, you know, maybe it'll. I've always kind of joked it'll be like kind of like a Twin Peaks thing, where like 20 years later, I'm like. I gotta go back. I gotta, you know, there's more to tell. And I think that, yeah. you know, when I feel like there's more to tell, there will be. I think with that Dude, script, as much as I, I loved it, I think I need, I think I need to age ten years. Speaking of, oh, man, I'm waiting to hear that, and I might even produce it. Maybe if I'm able to, if I'm, you know, you know, if I'm able to, but. I think I need to be older though. I think I need to be older and see what, and see yeah. what else I think I can come up with. I think I, I think I could write that script any day of the week. Speaking of David that, Lynch though. Um, yeah. so I was listening to a podcast and this one guy was saying, was like, he was like explaining, talking about like depressed people and like how, like he, how he hates people that hate, um, their, their life and hate the world. And he's like, the best, he was like, life is, uh, life is like so meaningful that you can watch a David Lynch movie and at the end of it be like, what the fuck did that even mean? Or mm -hmm. some shit, and he's like, "That's why I love life," or some bullshit. And I was like, "I don't know if I agree with that. Like, that's the meaning for life, but like, just shit like that. Like, I love to hear that." The shit. fun of life is that it, 
there's always something going on. You, you can always put something on there. But maybe, it's, maybe it's more the fun. That's living, I guess. I don't know. I would love to continue this further, but I do have to. I have to run in the snow and go shoot that. But I would genuinely love for us to schedule something as soon as possible again to do this. That was another so, episode. Links to his content, Instagram, social media, blah, 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 blah. He's got to go. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. So if you want to hear some audio books and you really don't feel like opening that dirty paper back book or dirty hardcover book, you know, and you're just, you just not, you don't have the time to really open books and carry them around with you. Well, if you like podcasts or you like music, just get on an audiobook and you can do that by joining Audible. Click the link in the description and you'll get a one month free trial of Audible. And you can also support the channel by joining through that link. That link is audibletrial.com slash Mike Media Inc. Or you could just click it down below. And you'll get one month free trial of Audible. And um, there's different type of subscriptions you can get there. There's the $15 a month one, $8 a month one. The $15 one one has more books available. The $8 one one does not really have that much books available. But yeah, definitely check out the Audible, you know, subscription and also support the channel by joining through the link audibletrial.com slash Mike Media Inc. Or just click it in the description of this video or podcast. Thank you. If you want to make the move into spending money digitally, use Cash App. You can send and receive money with the app and invest in stocks and Bitcoin. Bitcoin's doing pretty fucking well right now. I don't know anything about it, but I know that through this app you can invest in it. I don't know what that means. That just means that you potentially could make a lot of money. Sure, do it, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Try using my code and you'll get $5 when you join with the app. Like, if you already have it, this ad does not apply to you. The code is VZPM. W H J or you just click the link in the description and you'll support the channel and be able to digitally spend and receive money and also invest in all that shit. Just click the link, um, the cash app link there. This um only works if you have like a phone or something like that. Um and you get five dollars when you join through that code and also we get some money from that as well. Um yeah, thanks. If you want to support the channel, do that. Click that link, join Cash App. If you want to get some hoodies, t-shirts, or masks, check out Good Vibes Clothing. You can support the channel by using the code HASS at checkout and getting 10% off of your order. But also, using that code will support the channel monetarily. You can get some cool hoodies from this website. Um, the website is gvclothing.weebly. That's two E's. Dot com, or just click the link in the description of this video or podcast at checkout. Use code HASS, H-A-S-S, 10% off. And you can also support the channel by getting a discount and saving money. The owner of this company is a friend of mine. is a local Delawarean, uh, you know, 
artist and he's really trying to build his brand up so definitely show him some love if you're a local Delaware person or you are a fan of small independent businesses and small entrepreneurs and want to support small entrepreneurs definitely support the good vibes clothing and also you could support me if you're a fan of my content so check it out gvclothing.weebly.com at checkout use code HASS 10% off and you'll support the channel thank you if you want to get some awesome merch, click the link in the description and you can get this merch or you could just look up teespring.com slash stores slash Mike dash has dash merch and you can get some merchandise from the channel or just click it in the description. It's probably easier. And um, yeah, we got some we got a, a shirt with the Mike Media Inc. logo on it and the Hascast logo on the back. Or you got like a Hascast fanny pack. You got Mad Snake merch if you're a fan of that channel, which I also managed to. You can also get a mug and you can also get a, a fanny pack as well that says Mike Media Inc. on it. Mike Media Inc. cloth face mask. All this is reasonably priced. Uh, the cheapest thing to buy is a mug. And yeah, just definitely check it out. Support the channel and represent Mike Media Inc. and represent this awesome content you know some guy is gonna be walking down the street and he's gonna be like uh what's that shirt that you're wearing and they're gonna and you're gonna be like oh it's the mike Hass merch oh you don't know who mike Hass is you're gonna you're, like you're gonna be like making people look stupid for not watching this amazing fucking content okay that's what you gotta fucking do you gotta make people look stupid for not watching these fucking videos because that's how fucking good they are or podcasts yeah buy the merch you know the vibes if you want to get some fake movie props to either prank your friends or use them in mu music videos or use them in movies or something like that, check out viceprops.com. You can use the code HASCASH at checkout for 10% off. Use the referral code in the link below use that code and at checkout use code hash cash and has cash and get 10% off any order you know the vibes hope everything's doing well and be sure to support the channel by getting some vice props fake money if you use that code it will help the channel monetarily thank you listen if you want to support the channel monthly and also get some cool content behind the scenes unreleased content or just get discounts on clothing and stuff like that and also have little text updates that are besides the ones that you see on my website you can subscribe to me on patreon it's patreon.com slash mike media inc three dollars a month and you get to see some cool never before seen content i post there about two to three times weekly and um i'm very consistent and also if a video gets removed off of youtube for copyright purposes i'll put it up there you know what i mean and um, i'm always trying to engage with the community and stuff like that you get access to the thriving discord um which is a beautiful thriving discord and uh, you know it's a good community thing we got a lot of chat going on so yeah definitely check out the Mike Media Inc. Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Mike Media Inc. $3 a month. You know the vibes. 
If you want to use Site123 for your website, it is an excellent way to make websites. I personally use this myself for the two websites I've created, one being Mike Mini Inc. the website and also the Successfully Reaching Goals website. I created that and I work with them intensely as a manager of the label. And you can support the channel by clicking the link in the description of this episode and that will take you to the creator part of the you know website thing and you can support the channel by joining through that link thank you click the link in the description to make a website